The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Being queer, being non-binary, LGBTQ+, definitely has its hardships. But it can also come with priceless positive benefits. Benefits that you can't buy with money, such as being genuinely more open-minded, more compassionate, more perceptive, among other things. In this episode, we share some reflections on how realizing we were gay also led to a richer, deeper, more meaningful life. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. All right, here we are. We are recording this on... Oh, well, that's perfect because we're recording this on Halloween. Now, we would like to give you a quick update on the classic movies that Sienna is forcing toast I was gonna to say, watch. I was going to say not forcing because I'm like, <laughs> I'm game. Okay. Well, I kind of have to twist your arm. <laughs> Let's watch something on your list. Oh, I'm not in the mood. But for this one, did I, did I resist this most recent one? Uh, no, you didn't. But I think I went in strong. So you kind of just decided, okay, I'm not going to win this. So, and I thought, well, it, you know, it is, it is the Halloween season. Right. So can you guess the movie that was a classic on our list? It was The Exorcist. What year was that? 1973. We looked 1973. it up. 1973. Linda I remember, Blair. I didn't have the, you know, the most conscious of caretakers back in the day. When you were I a think, little I think, too, it, girl. Was, it was also kind of just the time we grew up in, right? People just I, let you do what you, like, you're fine. I think dirt, so, right. sticks, yeah. you're fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah, play with the dry cleaning plastic thing. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. So I saw The Exorcist probably when I was four. Wow. And I ah. know, I know. 
I think I think in this day and age, people might say that's abuse. Right? <laughs> I mean, right. I yeah. don't know. Some right? people might say that, and I say that yeah. as a person who has a history of abuse. You know, I'm not. I'm like, not. Yeah. Know, calling that out in any weird way, but. <laughs> Anyways, so I've seen a lot of, I've been exposed to a lot of scary movies when I was young. And here's, here's an interesting little thing that could be a topic for another time is that they did a study that people who gravitate towards scary movies Mm -hmm. are people who have a stronger trauma history. Oh my gosh. Because the, really, you know, being in that fear mode is very... It's familiar. Kind of normal. Yeah, it feels very familiar. And so, you know, we're growing up, we're healing, we're going on with our lives, but we want to go back for a a boost of that, you know, a little burst. Give me a little hit (laughs) of that familiar feeling, that familiar, scary feeling. Oh my God. I think that's interesting. And and I know trauma is defined in so many different ways, right? So, you know, everyone has experienced trauma to some degree if you're looking at the full spectrum of it. So... Anyways, so I, when I told Toast about this movie, I said, this is the classic. This is the movie that scared the bejesus out of people. This is the standard. This this set the standard. And even Wikipedia, I think, or some website says that, yeah, the exorcist established the modern possession genre. Yes. And from my recollection, I've probably seen this movie maybe three times in my life, maybe four times in my life. It has always been the one that's haunted me. Like, oh my God, I can't watch that again. No, no, I'll never watch that. Just no, because it burns images in your mind. How old were you about? Like when you would rewatch it, that, you know, small handful of times. 12, maybe the next time was 12. Okay, very young. next time maybe... 20s. Okay. You know? Okay. So, but here's the thing. Oh, well. What? So what did you think of the movie before I... Oh my goodness. I need to get out my notes. See, I'm taking this a little bit seriously. This classic movie thing. Yeah. Um, I, I was excited to watch a classic scary movie because I, I don't usually watch scary movies at all. Um, but... I think the thing that hit me, two things hit me the most. One is that it was the pace of it was so slow. Oh my gosh. I can say that that's true for a lot of classic movies. Well, because, because we're just, because they're our attention older. spans have, yeah. are, are different now. Right. They're from a time before all of these jump cuts and sound bites and stuff. So that... Um, and the other biggest thing is that the supposedly scary parts mm-hmm. um, were almost comical. Yeah, you were laughing. Well, and I didn't know if that was a defense. <laughs> right? Maybe it was a. Maybe partly it was like you know how you laugh when things get tense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd always heard about how scary this movie was, not just from you, Sienna, from other people too. Yeah. Yeah, in our generation. Um, and yeah, it, it's a classic for a reason, right? It caused a lot of stir at the time. But then I also... I mean, it said, they said it caused heart attacks. In actual labor. movie theaters. Yeah. Um, the, the other biggest thing I've heard about this movie is how... And this is not going to be a spoiler alert. Because everybody should know by now that the head will turn around 
mm-hmm. both head spins around. Mm-hmm. So I knew about that. So when I felt like it was like, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So when it did happen, I was like, there it is. And it just felt kind of funny because, because the movie making style of that time, it, it was not so realistic as it looks these days. And so the blood look was a little too bright red, you know, and the green was a little like, the Nickelodeon slime me kind of green. Mm -hmm. So that's why it had like this almost comical effect Mm -hmm. here watching it in 2023 Mm -hmm. instead of 1973. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I watched it. I definitely felt like, gosh, this wasn't even scary. Like I had that feeling like this (laughs) wasn't even scary. (laughs) Yet it stayed with me. But I think the part that stayed with me was more my cellular memory of being so afraid about this movie. Mm. It was less what I actually saw that night. Mm. Um, So it was, it was kind of great to watch it again because I'm like, that wasn't even scary. It was good. It was freeing. (laughs) And let it be, instead of being so like, oh my God, that movie's so scary. (laughs) And being afraid to watch it again. And it's like, look, I watched it. and But there was a brand new one in honor of the anniversary of the 1973 original movie. Okay. So they're continuing the franchise coming out with new movies? There is a new movie this year that was released. Oh, okay. There's two girls that are possessed in it, two children. And um, reviews were horrible, but I would like to watch it. Okay. So it's out and available. You can watch it now. Mm -hmm. All right. Just as a fan of the franchise. Yes. Okay. So tell you what, take a little break and then come back to the main topic. So we realized after talking about all the gay stuff that we've been talking about recently that, sure, there's the difficult side of it, to put it mildly, mm-hmm. but at least for us, um, there, there have been positive sides to it too, in terms, especially in terms of personal growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so sure. we wanted to just kind of touch on that. It's kind of like life's personal growth program for you. You know, like the School of Hard Knocks. Like this is life's personal growth program. And you can only take this program if you are LGBTQ+. That's been our experience. When I thought about it, I feel like there's two major categories that I feel I probably would not be such a nice person (laughs) or I'd be less nice than I am now. I don't know if I'm so nice now, but I think I'd probably be more of an asshole um, if I, if I was not queer Mm. Um, to other people. That's one category, just being nicer and more inclusive and open-minded and uh, patient with other people. Um, And then the other big category is with, I guess, myself or the world at large, like yeah. being more patient and seeing our time in history and, and seeing the injustices and the, the BS that we have to live with and the institutions and all that, but, but realizing, you know what, that's how it's always been. So you just do what you can right now mm-hmm. and future generations will hopefully benefit. So... 
and I can think of specific examples too, but do you want to yeah. share a little bit your, your general thoughts first? I mean, I, I grew up around gay family members, mm-hmm. but I never, ever thought I was gay growing up. Growing up, I just until never, you did until you realized right, until you I were. was yeah. yeah yeah I just to me that even though they they were around me mm-hmm. gay people were around me even helped raise me I never thought it still didn't feel like quote unquote an option for mm-hmm. me and I know there's nature nurture it's, it's not something nature you choose. right exactly so I don't want to get anybody angry but I just never thought. I could like girls. Like I just, it just wasn't really in my, in my, um, yeah, wasn't on the menu. It really wasn't, even though my, I had aunts, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and spent a lot of time with them, aunts who were gay and all that kind of stuff. So, but like you said in a previous episode, uh, maybe a lot of that had to do with the fact that all of the, oh, they were lesbians. Yeah. Lesbians that you knew. Yeah. We're all tomboyish, and, right? And you weren't, so yeah. So I'm it like, makes... that's not me, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the, that that really could be true. So yeah. I just I felt I think I felt very insulated mm. and very maybe protected in some ways, um, privileged in in some ways. And this is I'm speaking of this as an Asian American person who was born and raised in Hawaii. So it's different, you know, as far as seeing yourself being privileged. I mean, there's lots of ways you can see that. I thought of myself that way. And then when I knew I was that way, (laughs) gay, then all of a sudden I felt very, I felt like my heart was kind of cracked open, like a shell was cracked open. Mm -hmm. Like I was living in this world, just kind of maybe you know, like I was saying, like insulated, protected and going, almost going through the motions. And then here I am, what? I might be gay. There's a crack in my shell, right? Mm -hmm. What? I'm having to question. Could I, what? Am I really gay? I can't believe this. Why am I only feeling this now? And the shell cracks even more open. And then here the the shell completely cracks. And now I don't even really know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of metamorphosis or whatever you want to call it, really had me um, become more open-minded. It opened up my whole world. It allowed me to see more, see injustices, kind of like what you're saying, to see the realities of things. And I, and I wasn't insulated anymore. Mm. Um, I also mm-hmm. felt like it, it forced me into introspection and um, eventually on a self-love journey that maybe I wouldn't have taken if I had just still been in that shell and going through the motions. And being a, a straight person in a straight world. Right, right. Yeah. Because I can't imagine, and, if, and I just have to imagine what it might be like to be a, a straight person in a straight world, <laughs> but, but it's kind of like, yeah, you, you're not forced to question your own feelings at that primal level, mm-hmm. right? And you're not You just forced. get to have them. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. There's, there's absolutely no resistance to you as a person. 
mm-hmm. um, on that, again, that very primal level um, or the institutions that support, you know, who you are at a primal level, like marriage and yeah. finding a place to rent and getting a job and just no, right. no discrimination in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you, you're just free to, to devote a hundred percent of your energy towards making your way in the world. Yeah. And I mean, climbing that ladder or winning the game. Yeah. And we're not saying like, there are definitely other situations that can propel you on the journey that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but just being gay and realizing it just shoots you on that path, (laughs) starts you on that path. And I think, you know, everyone on some level, just by being human, goes through a journey of self-acceptance. Yes, that individuation. And and acceptance by others. But again, it's a whole other level being gay because you see in the world that you are not accepted Mm -hmm. by many. Yeah. Or that it's even a question that you might not be. Yeah. You have to go through that. Yeah. You know, all, you know, and, and even, um, so that's actually a positive, right? Starting that journey because later in life, you really, you, you know more of who you are. Yeah. That's how I feel. If you kind of, you know, jump on that. Yeah. That's how I feel. And, and the whole being gay thing, like how you said, cracked open and you're engaging and, with life mm-hmm. and the experience of life and other people and yeah. again, the institutions and just what's presumed to be normal. Like you're engaging with that in a way that's so much more present. poltergeist in our house. <laughs> we're sitting here, we're in the basement recording this podcast. And again, as we mentioned, today's Halloween and upstairs, we can't help but hear all the rumblings and thunder footing of galloping, bear. galloping hoofs. Galloping hooves of bear running around. <laughs> Anyways, finish your Bear's getting his was, morning runs in. I couldn't. He's yeah. doing um, sprints. Well, morning jogging, morning sprints. Yeah. Let's oh, not hope diarrhea. it's not morning yeah. runs. <laughs> we don't want to deal with that with cats, yeah. especially a floofy one. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We went on a tangent. Okay. So when I was trying to think of specific examples, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's more relatable, right? Yeah. The only, I mean, the one that just keeps coming to mind because it keeps coming up in life is just, it's so boring. So it's a little embarrassing to, to talk about Ah, it. Be boring. Okay. I'm okay with being boring. Yeah. Um, is, is simply when I interact with, for lack of a better category, service people. Mm Mm-hmm. At the coffee shop. Yeah. The plumber. Yeah. At, you know, the, the main dump, the transfer station. It's like, I don't think that I would regard them as individuals yeah. who, are, um, who are nuanced, who have, you know, who have, have deep, intricate ties and, and lives and all of that, like... I don't know if I would have that in the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. that I'm engaging with another deep human being here mm-hmm. if I hadn't realized I was gay. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, but but that's not boring. And and even that, even that awareness within myself, even though it's a completely uh 
internal experience, for lack of a better word. It's not like I'm telling the coffee, you know, the person behind the coffee counter, like, hey, I recognize you're a deep person. You know, I'm not no, saying I think, anything. I think you're, you're being, you're giving them the gift of presence. Yeah. I think and, you're very present and you give eye contact. In a non-creepy way. Eye contact. <laughs> yeah, I try to express appreciation and all that. But even just... just <laughs> non-creepy way. Just Why did you say that? Because <laughs> you give eye contact. There are creepy ways to do it. But even just that internal experience, I feel like, enriches my life. Yes. You know? Yes. Because when you give, you get. <laughs> Anyways, no. And yeah, I think you, you're very much like that. To sometimes to the point where I'm like, um, can we leave this store now? Like, yeah. you know, can you guys just connect on Instagram? Because we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. I think, you know, the thing that's, that's related and that's also very pertinent in our time and has become pertinent in the past five years is the whole awareness that now with the demographics shifting and all of that, mm-hmm. this whole thing of straight white cis men mm have become a, quote, minority as well. Yeah. And so there's been this judgment or backlash oh, against yeah. that right. label. Yes. You know, and, and for myself, because of my experience with being gay and having that label, I'm like, hey, like, let's not, why treat, you know, any one labeled type person yeah. as a them it's like we're all thems. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does okay. make we're sense. We're being very distracted in this episode. You, you might notice some pauses, but it's because... Because Bear is down here and Poltergeist is still happening. We're still hearing so we're sounds looking. of so we're It's probably the squirrel ghosts. Um, but here's a fun thing. So I also think that being gay, you automatically have... Uh, you automatically are accepted into this secret club. You know, this secret club, this club of, of uh, walking in the world and feeling and sensing through your gaydar, your God-gifted <laughs> gaydar, other people who are gay. And you're able to, through this secret club, know who's gay. This is a, this is a fact, people, okay? If you're not gay, this is a fact. Um, and those who are gay know that this is true. And you can look at someone and you just give the head, the head nod or the head, what's up head, or you just give a knowing <laughs> eye contact exchange mm-hmm. of like, I see you, I acknowledge you, we're in the same club. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun. It is. It's very fun. Yeah. yeah. It's that whole thing of seeing what everybody else is seeing but they don't realize they're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to call this an episode because we have to investigate the ghosts upstairs. <laughs> I think it's all it going to be fine. Though. Okay. So we hope you had a great, fun Halloween. I know you're going to be hearing this later. We're heading further into the holiday season. So as always, until next time, just take care of yourself, take care of each other, and live your love story. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, 
I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.